Welcome to Drink, Spin, Run, an RPG talk show. This is 11.2, and we are talking about your friendly local game store. I am Don Stroud. My lovely co-host, Adam Muscovich, is here with me. Howdy, folks. And we are in a... Oh, I I got this. No, go ahead. Do your thing. Yeah. I got this. We are talking with Todd Bunn and Nathan Pankey. Well, tell us a little bit about these guys first. Well, if you tuned in last week, you will know that... Nathan does stuff, and Todd <laughs> runs a store in Cincinnati. Yeah, it is in Cincinnati. Todd runs Gateway Games and More in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's the it's the best little gaming store I've ever been in. It's uh, <laughs> it's a nice little place. It's the spiritual. I, I I say this every time I talk about Gateway. It is the spiritual home of DCC in the world, um, and it's uh, such a great store for old school folks in general. Hi, Todd. Hello. Hi. Now that I've given you all this great advertising, <laughs> <laughs> I know this is like nothing compared to what you get from like Spellburn, but still. Uh, <laughs> they've been talking about him for like fucking, t- what, two, three years now? So, yes. you know, it happens. Jim, Jim, Jim specifically, Jim Wappler. Yeah. Is well, that a Jeffrey, TV show or a podcast? Uh, Spellburn. Spellburn's is, podcast. I wish that was a TV show. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, going to say, uh, I think so the first Todd, time I think the first time I heard about Todd was from Alex Mayo, honestly. But that's a way, way, way ways. That's back. cool. Alex is a cool guy. So, Todd, yes, you have some insights that you want to share with us. Yes, and your super awesome perspective as a guy who runs an awesome game store about running games, different places. Okay, why don't you tell us what those are? Because I, I know we're going to lead up to some game store horror stories. But let me start it off with a little bit of this, and maybe uh, it can prevent future game store horror stories. Awesome. Uh, one of one of the uh, I guess biggest challenges is when when you're running a game in a game store, you don't really know who's going to show up any given week. So actually, to talk a little bit about two of Adam's last blog posts, one about railroading. And one about improvising. <laughs> you actually have to do a fair amount of railroading and improvising to get things to work in, in a game store uh, atmosphere. You know, if it's a home game and it's you and the guys you've grown up with, you can sit around, you can goof off, you can let things take 12 hours. You can uh, go outside and smoke while one of your friends spends an hour and a half buying his gear for the dungeon expedition. <laughs> but when you're, you're, the sessions in the game store are usually three or four hours long, kind of like in a convention, mm-hmm. but it, it's not a self-contained uh, adventure like a convention is. So, uh, but you still have to work within the confines. And since you have some people that might be driving an hour to get there, uh, you, you, you don't want to waste their time. Yeah, yeah you, you got to make the most of, uh, of the, the, the time, uh, kind of like you do at a convention. But you also have to 
free form and let the campaign grow like you do the home game. So you have to have a fair amount of railroading to keep everybody on track, but still be able to improvise for a couple reasons. One, so people can feel like they're having an impact on the adventure. And number two, mm -hmm. because out of the seven guys that showed up this week, only four of them were there last week. <laughs> and all 12 or 13 people might show up next week. So you, you kind of have to uh, keep the storylines so people can come and go. Uh, you have to be able to do things on the fly because you you never know who's going to show up. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, and you kind of have to keep them funneled in. Also, you kind of have to be open to a lot of different styles of gaming because... Unlike a home game where you pick and choose everybody, if you're running in a local store, you know, you might have a 55-year-old that's been playing since Chainmail and a 12-year-old and, you know, people of different religious and ethnic backgrounds. And you, you got to really keep all that in mind to, to mm -hmm. keep the, the group together. You'll actually benefit from it because you'll, you'll learn a lot more about playing styles and personalities and your life will be richer and fuller for it. <laughs> so, so that's 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 Todd's ad for why you should run a game at your local game store. That's right. Uh, <laughs> well, no, you make you make a number of good points, um, and you know, you know me, I'm I always uh, agree that you know practice makes you better. You know, practice always improves. You know what you're doing, as, and and you don't really practice very much if you're working under optimal conditions and because it kind of sounds like uh running a game in a store is sort of the worst of both worlds um and uh so it's like it's like double obstacles to overcome which i think you're right i mean can make you better i'll tell you uh the first before i ever ran a convention game i did run a game kind of at a game store um and i'll i'll get a this is very much going to be about our personal experiences and our personal opinions and stuff. Uh, when I put this I, this episode together, uh, my thoughts were largely, what does it take to run a game store? You know, what does it take to run a game store that's cool, you know, versus like just that sucks. <laughs> Last year, my wife and Don and I, uh, we went around to some of the local game stores and looked at the ones that are good, looked at the ones that suck, you know, figured out what we liked about certain ones, ones we don't. And Todd, this was right after we'd come to see you. So, like, we were totally ruined for game stores up here. Uh, and uh, and we were trying to find someone around here that would recapture that same kind of, you know, the the what we liked about Gateway. Uh, Don hadn't been to Gateway, so he hadn't yet been ruined. <laughs> but uh but but katie and i are totally totally screwed over by having hung out at your your shop so um when i when i decided that i wanted to have a conversation about the flgs my thought was well let's let's talk about what actually makes one awesome and the fact that you know you've immediately uh got ideas you've got things you want to say about running games at stores uh to me first off i know you've run them you know, because you've got firsthand experience from it. Second, I know you're actually talking to the people who run games at your store, you know, uh, because that can't all have come from you, right? Some of that information has to have come from other people. Uh, and I th thought I had a third point, but it's escaping me right now. Um, 
So when I look, you know, when, when I when I wanted to talk about the FLGS, I, it's because I want to get the experiences of people who know what they're fucking talking about. Um, because so many times around here, I mean, and I'm sure this is true for everybody everywhere. There's game stores that suck, and you know who they are. We don't need to talk about who the who those bad game stores are. But there's also going to be game stores that you've been to. They're like that fucking game store was awesome. We need more of those, right? We need more game stores like Gateway that we can point to and say, that store is awesome. I want to know more. Let's support this fucking game store, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan, what is your... Let's talk... Let's Before we get into, you know, crap, what was your best game store experience? Like, what what's the game store that really made you say, that place is the shit? Well, like I said, I mean, um, I'm originally from St. Louis, and we had like five fantasy shops back in, well, I mean, I think it was like one or two back in the 90s. And mm-hmm. they were really, you know, some of them were really good. Some of them were kind of hit and miss. But, um, I mean, um, they were always great about just just the super, like they really added the friendly part of the local game store. Of really just, hey, they didn't, you know, they didn't mind BSing. They didn't mind just kind of shooting the breeze. They didn't mind you just kind of, not to say you just want to hang out there all day, but they knew like, yeah. hey, we're building a clientele. We're building a group. We want to facilitate people playing here. We want to facilitate, um, you know, a community. And I mean, I loved, uh, I loved the fact that they would get anything that I really wanted specifically at the time it was riffs. Um, they would get anything in, uh, and, and the fact that they were just super, like I said, just super accommodating. And, um, but there were other stores in St. Louis, like I said, we're not talking about the bad stuff. Um, but they were kind of they were on not the, yet, not yet. We can get to the bad stuff later. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, but just the fact that they were they hired they had great staff. They had they were super friendly, super accommodating to playing games, super accommodating to getting you the products that you wanted. Clean bathrooms, just clean everything <laughs> is always nice. Just having clean stuff, um, and even I mean this is funny, but just the fact that they had a a. Um, uh, their inventory was checked and moved. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the yeah. idea that that like they knew what was in their inventory, they knew it was there. But um, just the fact that you know, like uh, these were people that you know knew I was a part of the community, and and um, you know I wanted to give them my business because because uh, these are people that you know know me. Like hey, you know they see me walk in the door. Like hey, have you heard of blah 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 blah? You know. Hey, Rifter, Rifter number three is out now. Do you want to get that? It just came in. We put one aside for you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Um, I'm going to tell you, I, I, it took me forever to have that kind of experience. And I don't know that I've ever had it. Don, <laughs> <laughs> switching back, switching over to you. That's incredibly what, lucky. what was your like best you know, game store experience. Like what, what game store for you was like the sweet spot. I, yeah, I didn't grow up around any game stores. So, mm. uh, that's um, right. You're a mitten guy. Yeah. 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 I was up in the thumb. thumb. So there were no, I mean, you know, I didn't even see one until down here. There, I had one I went to, it was underneath uh, tower records when I worked there oh, and it was, you know, any any game store that you walk into and they, you know, you can call people by name. And was it's that like, Underworld? No, I like that one, too. It was uh, it was just a small one that mostly sold magic cards, but they had a few Warhammer tables. 
I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be completely frank. When I was growing up, I didn't have any positive game store experiences. Oh man! Until uh, I was like probably. I mean, when I when, and this not so much to get into horror stories, but like when I grew up, I didn't know that there were other gamers because of the way that I was treated places, you know, like you go to writer's hobby shop and you'd see, Oh, well, white dwarf is in. That's awesome. I like white dwarf going through it. And you know, the disdain that they treated me with, cause I wasn't buying, you know, a hundred dollar RC car, you know, that, yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, cause yeah. there was other shit that was more profitable and sure. My friends bought the art, the hundred dollar RC cars, but I, I don't have that kind of cash. I wasn't buying trains. I wasn't buying fucking that shit. So, you know, uh, what I care, like, uh, yeah, I want to read about blood bowl, you know? And, um, to this day, to this day, mm-hmm. I have never actually found a shop that scratches my old school GW itch, you know? Um, which I don't mean that president but the you know games workshop stuff <laughs> like uh i i i still got like this like the i think one of the reasons that i'm so into like old old hammer stuff like like conceptually and rogue why i get off on talking about how i love rogue trader is because i never got a chance to express that shit back in the day yeah. you know by the time i got a chance to actually like find a place that actually had anything to do with warhammer uh it was fourth edition 40k you know wow that sucks you know but um when i lived in northern indiana um there was in elkhart indiana wow uh there was a group called uh magi it was michiana area gaming something that starts with the letter i and um it was like it was a gaming club that also had a store so for me, that was the first store that I actually started to get into stuff at, you know, when they started, they didn't even have the store. It was just like in an apartment building somewhere like upstairs, <laughs> they rented out these apartments for gaming purposes. And so like my mom went the first couple of times to make sure they weren't going to like rape her son or some shit like that, you know, because uh, this is like 92, you know, and the satanic panic shit was just ending and you know i mean my mom was pretty cool about all that shit but still she wanted to make sure that this wasn't a bunch of creepsters who were gonna you know roof her son and you know i had that not that that actually happened to me but my mom was the same way (laughs) yeah well i mean and it makes sense right i mean you want to protect your kids i get it no Um, i remember like in 90 91 i was doing bbs boards same idea that you know the bolton boards yeah, we were yeah. doing a second yeah. edition yeah, yeah. game online and she's like do you know any of these people and i'm like well i met one guy at a shop one time but it's his uncle who runs it <laughs> she's yeah. like she like called the guy <laughs> on his phone <laughs> wow yeah okay get back to your story i'm sorry yeah, well, no, so that was the first time for me that, like, I actually felt any, like, support and any kind of, like, like any kind of even camaraderie with other gamers, because up until that point, it had largely been, like, buying stuff on the sly at Walden Books or, you know, uh, at that I found a, a bookstore that actually had some, you know, Terminate, you know, Marine Termi- Space Marine Terminators, you know, like, oh, sweet, you know, Um <laughs> I it was like it was secret and dirty and it wasn't a thing we were supposed to talk about like like you know getting game stuff should was harder than getting porn you know as which was another worthwhile per, you know pursuit of a you know <laughs> you mean you didn't male. you mean you didn't have like a briefcase out in the woods somewhere with all that stuff of of <laughs> Warhammer stuff or like D and D materials. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Um, but uh, whoa, 
I stopped drinking, guys, because uh, <laughs> I was getting a little squishy. Uh, so, um, for those of you listening at home, I just almost knocked my computer over. It was good times. All so, right. Yes. So, uh, RPGs. Th- so, th- it was this place, you know, that was the first time I ever, like, you know, had any contact with, like, older dudes who were gamers, you know, like, adults or ladies who were gamers. It was it was kind of life-changing for me. And like Todd says, that was... Uh, I, I ran a game at this gaming club, because that's what you were there to do. But they also had a gaming store, so it was kind of hard to tell the difference between it. Was it a store? Was it blah, blah, blah? You know, and ultimately, the only reason they stayed open was, you know, the guy who ran the store was paying the bills. So, um you know whatever that's cool but uh and that was such a different experience like people i hadn't known you know like i didn't go to school with the next day were sitting in on my game it was like really different to me you know than anything i had experienced up to that point because up to that point it was just us nerds you know just us nerds hanging out having that teenage slumber party you know it was the first time that i'd met with any kind of social acceptance of anything that i that i like so nathan to get to your point i think that was that for me like you said it was the friendliness right they knew you yeah they knew you know? me these guys but... these guys knew i wanted to see the star wars d6 stuff they knew i wanted to see earth dawn you know mm-hmm. so when that shit came in they're like hey adam check this shit out man like i know you're running an earth dawn game there's stuff for you, you know. That was that was pretty pretty amazing. I hadn't experienced that ever before. Well, I was gonna say, Adam, it probably helped that I only lived a couple blocks away from the game store too. <laughs> I could walk. I lived like a this was like a town over. We had to get like like people to drive us there. Oh, you geez, know, no, I lived blocks. Ah. I lived blocks away. Oh man, so I was there that almost must every day. <laughs> yeah, I'd have been in the same boat, dude. So, Todd, what was your first like serious like? game store crush you know (laughs) uh well honestly i never played a game in a game store until i was 38 years old holy cow all right uh because i grew up out in the middle of nowhere a little town called camden ohio we had to drive about 20 to 25 miles to get to a mall yeah Uh, and, and uh the paperback booksmith in the Richmond Square Mall had like a shelf of TSR products. So growing up, I never had access to Judges Guild or, oh, or you know, stuff like Traveler and Space Opera. Ugh. I, I couldn't get any of that. I just, all we had was TSR stuff. And as far as the good experiences, as I got a little older and started going to comic book shops... Uh, mm-hmm. There there was no real game stores close by. There were hobby shops that had games, bookstores yeah. that had games, you know, and, and you would go there and get the stuff. But it was the comic book shops where you walk in and they knew your name. Yeah. They yeah. knew what you were looking for. And, oh, and actually uh, a little, you know, Camden is a small town about four blocks long. There was a video store that a guy opened in a garage down the alley from where I lived. I've heard so much about this alley. Yeah, it, it was it was like a computer store that started carrying VHS tapes, and that was the first store that I would ever go into. And they'd go, "Oh, Todd, check this out. I know you like this, mm-hmm. you know." And, and that's that's the guy that turned me on to like the Evil Dead and the Toxic Avenger and that's all awesome. these Trauma. great early. You know, I I I saw the Evil Dead the week it came out on VHS. 
on nice. Thorn Emmy video, I do believe. You know, so, you know, I, I had experiences like that, but never in a game store. You know, and, and then when I did start playing in a game store, we played there for years. And, and I would have, you know, I would do like meetup groups and I had a, on, a Yahoo online group. We would show up there and there would be 20 of us to play RPGs in this game store. And the guy still didn't know my name. Oh, wow. You know. So. Uh, yeah, not so friendly. When, yeah. when, when I find myself going into game stores and I, I'm turning the guys on to what products to buy, you know, I kind of think to myself, hey, maybe I should open a game store. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I distinctly remember running a, a meetup group in a store one day and the guys that were there for the meetup group saying is this your store and i was like oh, gosh. no uh the guy sitting over there in the corner that hasn't talked to you since you got here it's his store you know that's nuts man that's nuts oh man i have those stories <laughs> <laughs> well uh, yeah i think we've all got like horror stories um I, I gotta say, like, I, I think you're right that comic shops um, were a good surrogate for a while. And, um, like, here in Ann Arbor, there's, well, okay, so in Ann Arbor, there's uh, this comic shop called Vault of Midnight, and it's the largest comic shop in uh, in Michigan. And uh, it's it's pretty awesome, you know? And I'd been friends with the owners for a while, and, I, you know, I knew them from the shop, and I knew, well, I knew the, the husband from the shop, and I knew the wife from, like, real life, and, you know... Um, they, I I just flat up asked them one day, hey, can you get game stuff? Like, what do you mean? It's like, well, can you get D&D stuff? And so they looked into it, and they're like, we could totally get D&D stuff. <laughs> so, like, they, they just had never looked at it. And now they're, like, in Ann Arbor, they're one of the big stores for, like, gaming in general. <laughs> which, uh, you know, just because they never thought to look at it, you know what I mean? And uh, I, I basically, I just wanted issues of Dragon, you know, and Dungeon. Yeah. And, uh, and that was the easy way to get it was, I was already by, I already had a pull list. So, you know, just talk to Liz and, uh, well, uh, Curtis, you know, get that, but right. To, uh, shit. <laughs> it's that part of the show is done. It? Yeah, it really is. It's, it is that uh, it's, well, it's the part where I stopped drinking already. So that's, yeah. <laughs> Those things were they were hefty, man. Well, and I, I was gonna say, Adam, the the funny thing was is like I said, in the late eighties and the early nineties, like you said, there was hobby shops, but I, even then at the point at that time, you know, where I at that time I was in St. Louis, a fantasy shop, it wasn't a it had games, but it was mostly a comic book store. And those were the stores, the comic mm. book stores were the ones that kind of you get everything at. Yeah. You we had yeah. pull lists. We had the but they were the ones that we were like, Hey, <laughs> Can you get, you know, can you get, well, and I mean, you could go to, like you said, Walden. Walden had all the complete bard, complete, <laughs> complete yeah. ranger books back in the 90s. If you wanted to get, if you wanted to get all the splat books, you'd go to Walden books, you know, because they'd yeah. have them marked down. But, <laughs> you know, if you wanted to have anything else, you'd actually go to like a comic book store. But yeah, I mean, most of my bad experiences were in hobby shops, meaning, yeah. you know, I agree. Most stores. of my my bad experience were were, were hobby shops, you know, because yep. I mean, I guess it makes sense because games aren't the money maker there, no. you know. It's it's uh, it's models, it's no, models, fucking, and RCs, you know, RC cars. It's 
or worse, RC planes. Oh, jeez. That's, oh, well, that's the here, money sink, Here in right? Kansas City, here in Kansas City, there is, within 500 feet, there is an RC plane store and the actual straight-up gaming shop. They're within, and mm-hmm. I, I, I will not lie if there are people that go to the RC shop because they think it's the gaming shop because it's the hobby shop. Really? Huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I went to I went to a model train store one day, and it was at the opposite end of a strip mall from a game store. And I went in because I, I was looking at like the trees and the the terrain and stuff. And I walked in, and, and I was looking mostly at trees, you know. Mm-hmm. And the guy, this old guy, walks up to me and he's like, "What kind of trains do you collect?" And I was like, "Well, I don't really." collect trains uh you know i'm into gaming and i'm looking at the minis i'm looking at the terrain he's like you don't collect trains huh and he walked in the back room and his wife came out and apologized to me oh i'm sorry and i'm like oh uh, okay and (laughs) needless to say i didn't buy anything there and (laughs) right it's like it isn't why Why well, should he that, care that, why yeah. I'm buying the trees? You know, he should just be glad that I'm buying the trees. <laughs> Fucking trees, man. Seriously. Well, but isn't that something that you found? I mean, have you found that, that, that most – it's people that own the shops are usually enthusiasts of that particular right. vein right. of – Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that that – brings up something that for me is a bit of a sore spot yeah. and that's one of the go- gaming shops that's really close to me uh, i mean not really close but closest to me is a place here in michigan it will remain nameless um they devote all of their time and energy into uh into magic mm. and i understand that it is profitable oh yeah that's uh, money right there. they have they have a decent amount of um, some things that I am into, you know, they have a good amount of Warhammer stuff. They have a good amount of, uh, like I never really got into war machine, but they've got those, that stuff there. They got like the privateer press mini, uh, like the paints it's and everything. I, I, it's a good game. I'm totally, I'm, I, I am a paint whore more than anything else. Like I, like I'm, I got really excited that I got this app for my phone for Vallejo color that tells me the equivalencies <laughs> with different like model That's like different awesome. brands like no for two bucks it's fucking sweet man That's awesome. like it, it, it'll Put show that you in like the show notes like, man oh I, it's it's sweet um, but. Uh, so now I can get like super cheap versions of like everybody's color, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, and I, uh, you know, I'm like geeking out over like, like how to make a, you know, a cool wet palette, you know, like there's a guy yeah. who does this really cool like sponge. video podcast where like, you know, about making your own, like just doing all this cool shit. Don can tell you cause I've been talking to him all week about all this weird shit I've been up to lately. I made um, one. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is my this is this is the time of year when I really get into minis. I don't know why it's not the dead of winter, but it's it's because I can't prime shit in the dead of winter. Right. I can't yeah. now. Because I tried yeah. that two years ago and it was the worst idea ever. Yeah. People yeah. in the South don't know what we're talking about. People <laughs> you know? Like people below a particular latitude have no concept of what we're talking about. But uh there's a thing called snow that occurs in northern climes. Or cold and it makes air. Priming. Really cold, cold air. Cold air. In general, makes priming very difficult. You get the cracks and weird shit. Uh, so, yeah. um, okay, so let's let's talk about these stores and what I, what's missing from them. Like, right, yeah, yeah. From the the first store, they're missing an RPG shelf. Yeah. They have like a uh, shelf on a book bookshelf. That's it for that's RPGs. Horrible. I hate they have, that. Uh. They have 
out of date 40k stuff they have out of date um like uh, privateer press stuff their dice they have like a, they have this cool spinner for dice you know that would be awesome if it were full but they've got like two boxes of like those crystal boxes of check six d6s in there and that's fucking it you know uh. like i'm sorry if you want to hit a gamer where his goddamn wallet is dice dice motherfucker dice <laughs> I buy dice at every convention I go to. Me it's too. just a thing I do. Me too. Todd, you, I, I came down to visit you. I bought fucking dice because they were there, you know? <laughs> Katie, my wife, who is, like, she's into gaming just like me. You know, she's going through your individual dice bin you've got, picking out dice. The Chesto because dice. Because they're awesome. Yeah. It's like, oh, this one's pretty. I'll take this one. Awesome. Yep. Because we care about that shit, right? Um, so diversification <laughs> have cool. more like than a you, shelf of rpgs you even said it but it's like it's it's old crap like not even like it's an old section new section it's just it's still there it's been there since yeah you can you can have yeah you can have like old school stuff you know like 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 straight up like stuff that's that's been there for 20 years that's cool you know um i mean you should probably look at moving that product and probably mark it down <laughs> a little bit folks but you know uh you know, there, there's something about having backstock and like weird original shit from the 90s and 80s and whatever. That's cool as hell. Yeah. Um. Again, Roy Snyder. Um. He oh, is Roy. That he, he. Man, I I wish he was here for this conversation because that dude would school us all on how to find like the best goddamn deals and that stuff. Of course, he probably wouldn't tell us because he just want to get it for himself. Yeah, but, he's um, smart. Just kidding, Roy. I know you're not a you're a selfless. And this is just for Roy, honest individual. I'm just gonna yeah. say this to Roy. You need to produce the B class for DCC. <laughs> he's also <laughs> got to write one for me. He's got to do a Minotaur. Uh, that has a brain burn. Uh, oh, inte- he was burning intelligence. We love you, to- Roy. We miss you. We yeah. love you. Roy's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, so, like, man. So that that's the one game shop in the area is uh, is these guys down the street, and then the other way. If I go the other way, there's folks. Who basically, they want to sell you comics and magic cards, and that's it. Yeah. You know, and so it's basically both shops that are within you know short driving distance they just want to sell me comics and and magic cards that's it like one guy kind of has some warhammer and some war machine but no rpgs the other guy has some rpgs so long as all you're looking for is the big name stuff you know if you're looking for fantasy flight wizards of the coast or paizo you're set if you're looking for anything else you're screwed you know um which is to me where a story like Todd's really comes in because Todd, you do everything. I mean, you don't do minis, you know. You don't do like you do some minis, but you don't do like you know the big Warhammer yeah, stuff. But do. you get all the shit in between that, like that's what's missing from these shops, right? Right, right. And actually, uh, you know, just down the road from us is a a store that specializes in magic and card games, and another one the next exit down. Harry's uh, Warhammer 40K and Fantasy. And another one close by does a lot of Flames of War. But wow. none of them... Really? That's awesome. Yeah, they wow. do Flames of War? N- yeah. None of them really do RPGs. So I actually <laughs> benefit from that because every I get along with all the shop owners. That's good. And anytime someone goes to one of their stores looking for RPGs, 
they send them to me. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, and uh, you talked about what they stocked, that they only carried the big name stuff. The only way you can sell the obscure stuff or the independent stuff is if you know something about it. You have mm-hmm. to know who to direct towards it. You know, because hmm. a lot of the, the people that come in, they, you know, they might tell you what they want, but they don't know what they want. Yeah. Because that they don't obsess over these things like guys like me and you do. They don't spend hours when they're at work supposed to be doing real work reading reviews on RPG net. You know, <laughs> they just want to be... spend their Friday nights you, coming you, up with you, RPG you, talk show podcasts right. about this shit. You, yeah, they, I get it. <laughs> they want to walk into it. They want to walk into a game store and have you tell them what to play. Yeah. You know, so there those stores are only going to carry, you know, Pathfinder and D&D and maybe something like Shadowrun. You know, is it just because it's the easy answer? Yeah. Yeah. And, and if it's not something that they're passionate about, yeah. uh it, you know, it's it's a good safe answer for them to give. Uh and, and honestly, you don't want those game stores to carry Lamentations of the Flame Princess. <laughs> you know, because you don't want them to re- recommend the wrong games to the wrong people. You're better off not being able to find them there because hmm. it, it could do more harm than good. Hmm. That's interesting because hmm. I actually have a shop that's less than... I have a shop that's probably 15 minutes from me and they carry the full stock of Lamentations. <laughs> like nice. You can get Carcosa, you can get the rules book, you can get oh, all of the... Man, I wish it, anybody did it here. And But that's oh. not even my favorite game shop. That's the funny thing. That's not even my favorite in the area. That's not even the one that I like the best, which is hilarious. Hmm. But yes. <laughs> I, I, but I could, see, I, I could see where that would be a problem. I, yeah, you yeah. go you go in there with a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No would my, for would my 10-year-old son oh. like this game? Why, sure he would. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, there's Medusa tits right there. He's yeah. Gonna, what kid doesn't love Medusa tits? And, you yeah. know, I do play in a regular DCC game in which three of the players are 11-year-olds. Oh, man. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? It's an absolute blast. Oh, man. Uh, I can imagine. And, and you, know, those, uh, you know, those guys are the future of our hobby. You know, guys and girls. So you got to corrupt them young. Yeah, and, and you're right. If you derail them with the wrong game, uh, yeah, they could be lost forever. Oh, I'm just glad I didn't know any better when Rifts came out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it was exciting. Those pictures no, were great. No, listen, I, all that, those awesome long illustrations, well, uh, I, and then the Larry McDougal did some shit for well, that. This is Larry the, McDougal no. did shit for fucking riffs. No, I know. How can I'm you just, step I'm just to that? Saying, I'm just saying. When I got into gaming, it was it was the first edition of TMNT, and then that led me straight into riffs. And so I was like, oh crap! So I was there, but yeah, right there. Yeah, right that's there, my, my book, man. man. I'm yep. not in my room though. That's my book. This one was uh, eaten by the family dog at one point. You see that? Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, Palladium books are, are usually they for whatever reason they attract cat cat pee. They're better than anything. They're, te- they're tasty, apparently, to animals. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Sorry. so Todd, Todd, tell us tell us the recipes to to success for a game store. How do you do it? How do you make it awesome? How do you like? 
expl- and, and this is great because no one else from Cincinnati listens to this store, this, <laughs> this podcast. So no, like it's like you, Wampler, and like Rick, and I don't even know if Wampler listens, but you know it'll be fine. No, you we won't ruin things for you. Well, you, you got to listen to your customers for one thing, mm-hmm. uh, and pay attention. You 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 have to talk to them and find out what they like. And then you can say, oh, have you tried yep. this? Have you tried that? You have to interact with them. You have to you have to give them a reason to want to be loyal to you. You know, otherwise, if they just walk in and all you're going to do is ring something up for them, they can get that anywhere. You know, yeah. they can just click on eBay and get stuff. You know, you have to give them some sort of service. You have to be able to point them to the right games you have to give them a place to play or you know invite them to play in your game you know you have to match them up with a game that they'll like to play and then with people that they'd like to play it with you know and that's pretty much what you have to do you know i i'm a professional sales guy like that's what my where my paycheck comes from and you just described what i do on a daily basis uh you know and it it, and it's it is about i I would admit that my job is about being passionate about what i do and for folks who know that i sell tvs that might not make sense (laughs) but you know you got but you got to fucking know about your shit right i mean to sell anything you've got to know what you're talking about you got to care what you're talking about if you don't care people smell bullshit a mile away you know um there's a reason that i don't have stories like these fun stories from my youth about oh I went to the hobby shop and I ended up with all this cool stuff because nobody fucking gave a shit. You know, they wanted us, they wanted me to buy a, a, a radio control car. That's what they wanted me to buy. Cause that's what they're going to make money off of. They made a couple of cents off of those, you know, little lead dudes I bought. And that, you know, that magazine from England, you know, that's, that's, that's all they made. So they didn't fucking see me as a, as a real investor, despite no. the fact that that book you just saw came from that hobby shopping you know (laughs) despite the fact that like this whole shelf of palladium shit over here came from that fucking hobby shop they don't care they don't give a shit you know (laughs) nothing nothing sells a product better than you actually sincerely talking about how much you like it yeah yeah don you've been awful quiet for a while right explode some amazing knowledge nugget on us so this is what I have. This is what I'm thinking about right now. Mm-hmm. Todd's got this awesome store that has a nice focus on RPGs. We don't really have that in our area. Is it just because nope. there's not a concentration? I mean, he's in Cincinnati. We're in Ypsilanti. Do we have a concentration for that here? We have two universities, like, right here. How could wow. we not? Yeah. Have you okay? So there's this other, there's this third place that's in downtown Ann Arbor that I've been recently, and they kind of prop themselves up as this big game store, you know, like they not not um, board so games? much that the word game, it, so much that the word game is in their t- their name, oh. um, and and oh, they yeah. do they have a good uh, section of RPGs. It's nothing. Oh, yeah. It's like they're actually the only place in Ann Arbor you can get Palladium games. Wow. Mm. Yeah. That's kind of a, I don't that's, think I can even kind of get shame on Ann Arbor. Yeah, that's well, but that's kind of shame on Ann Arbor because that's fucking straight up Detroit shit, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so uh, the one place in Ann Arbor you can get that stuff, 
they totally focus on video games, old school yeah, video yeah, games. Yeah. They oh, do. Funny. They have a big like retro gaming area. You can get all those like retro consoles, like the the things that all handle like a Sega Genesis, con- you know, cartridge yeah. and a Super Nintendo, and like yeah, anything you got, just like Lego it together, the, the and you've got a cool system. Retron yeah. one through five. Don't tell me all I of know those. That. Yeah, and then like a bunch of other <laughs> shit too, you know. And they've Which got the cool. original game cartridges there, and they've got like yeah. a huge section for Warhammer, and they've got a huge section for like uh, the Privateer Press games, and they have like as much space as they devoted to those things. Yeah, they devote about a two thirds of that same space, you know, that they would devote to any one of those other games. They devote to RPGs, Which, you know. Yeah, what's Which that? is nice that they have that like? area. I'm sorry. And what does that look like if you were to break it down for game wise? What does that look like? Same thing it as looks what like, Todd said. Well, Pathfinder, well, Four E, and and that, Shadowrun. Yeah, Four E, yep. <laughs> Shadowrun. 4E. I don't even. Uh, I don't think they had Shadowrun because I. I uh... I don't think they had Shadowrun, but they did have uh, like the Fantasy Flight stuff. And, and props to Fantasy uh, Flight Edge for making Empire. a good, you know, or yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Edge uh, of the Empire and and the the 40k role playing game stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like, props to them for like being the third company, yeah. you know. But um, I, I don't know. I'm just I, I enjoyed my time with Edge of the Empire, but I, I don't. Eh. I'm more of a D6 guy because I want to make shit up. I don't want to have to have it in a source book, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's me. Well, that uh, game, I mean, just a total side tangent, that game is strange to me because I have, you know, the starter set and all the books. And I mm-hmm. feel like I like the basic version of that so much more than the big book. I feel like it's a difference I between... I do, too. It's I the, feel it's the, the exact between, same way. It's the difference between BX and Pathfinder is exactly how I, I feel. feel the same way, Nathan. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, just give me the, the starter the, set rule book and that's all I want. Yeah. Like if there was character creation in there that was like that limited, That's I'd be it. really happy. That's you know? the only book you but, need. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't need anything else because like okay, it works like that. No, let's go. I know because I look at that big Edge of the Empire book and I go, "Holy crap, this is way too much." The only thing I would like that's in the Edge of the like I'm a I, I love the Force powers, you know. So oh, that's totally. But no, anyway, but, yeah. <laughs> But so, so that's but that's the other game store that's in that's in Ann Arbor is like and and that's the one that like oh gaming we're gonna go there and we're gonna get gaming stuff is no you're gonna go there you're gonna get some forty k shit you're gonna get a video game you're gonna get a pack of magic cards and you're gonna go home <laughs> when uh when my wife and I were on our like quest to find like the best local gaming store last year uh, this is before we recruited Don to help us with that uh we we went there. And we went to like a couple of places in the same day, and that was the first place we went. And um, they, I asked them, I was like, "Hey, uh, free RPG day happened at, like two weeks ago. Did you guys do that?" The fucking kid behind the counter says, "I I don't know what that is." Oh, good night. <laughs> I don't I don't know what that is. Like seriously, like you you are a gaming store free. Are you have RPGs in that corner right there? Like, do you not? How do you not know whether your store, you know, participated <laughs> in this event? You don't even know. I mean, he couldn't even answer. Like, it wasn't that he didn't know. My problem wasn't that he didn't know that you know what this thing was, but that whether his store had participated or not. That was stunning. You know, no Man. one. Yeah, no one in town did it. Ipsy or Ann Arbor. Like, wow, that's sad. Um, you're coming. You're coming with me to Kalamazoo this year. 
All right, we're gonna go us and Roy. We're gonna make something awesome. You, me, Doug, Roy. We're gonna make it happen, dude. I'm right. I'm, uh, I'm I'm lucky. I have like two or three stores in my area that I can just jump up. from. I can jump from <laughs> store to store. <laughs> play one game at one store, play another game at another uh, store, and then just keep getting good stuff the whole day. We we live in this corporate <laughs> vacuum that is you know this part of Michigan. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, you had to drive twenty or maybe fifteen miles just to get anything and i did i drove east i didn't know where i went to get uh well it's not like we live in the sticks either you know i mean we we live in fucking like ann arbor is you know it's a big city people who don't know michigan know where ann arbor is you know and uh it's it's a big fucking place you you should be able to find stuff you know uh and yet Every October when I go to Grand Rapids for a thing, I get really excited because I get to go to this bookshop that I know has old RPG stuff. Oh, and, man. You know, like, it's... Oh, man. I know those places. It's, I like those places. <sighs> this place had been, like... And when I when we talked about good experiences, I meant to bring this up because this place was kind of like... This place saved visits to Grandma's house to me. So uh, <laughs> when I... When I was a teenager, uh, my grandmother, like we lived in Goshen, Indiana, and that's the shithole that I talked about in Indiana, where the only like saving grace was this, you know, um, the fact that I was the cool kid. That's not true. <laughs> the fact you had <laughs> the only saving grace was the gaming store, you know, the gaming club, the next town over, and uh, the so when we go to see my grandmother, uh, my busha for the Polish people keeping track. Um, I, I within walking distance like a like within a mile of her house I could go to this old school bookstore that was a comic it was an old used bookstore comic shop game shop and end up with weird shit that I couldn't find elsewhere Man. you know the people there actually didn't know shit about it they just knew oh it's independent it's weird it's strange nobody's ever asked us for this we should totally buy it you so that's how this. I ended yeah well uh, so that's how I ended up with this hold on I don't know if you guys are familiar with Hole, oh the human gosh. occupied landfill. Never seen uh, that. Oh, it's an amazing game. It's all hand lettered. Uh. Um, uh, there's been a lot of talk of this online. Uh, a lot of talk about it online lately. Um, I've never seen which it. Which is awesome to me. It's pretty great. You can actually, it's back in print-ish. You can get it on Amazon for like dirt cheap. But uh, wow. even if you pay full retail price for it, it's 20 bucks. Wow, but it's it's ludicrously uh, weird, and uh, it's a good time. They have a whole like their second. Like, they don't they don't include character generation rules, which normally for me is a is a big no no. But uh, they're uh, they're the one and only uh, supplement for the game, which is called buttery wholesomeness, only because mm-hmm. they couldn't they weren't allowed to call it butthole. <laughs> um, so it's buttery wholesomeness. But they uh, they have like a traveler based. Uh, like roll 2d6 on a bunch of fucking charts uh, character tight. generation uh, which, which actually was my first experience with character death which, during character generation was this game which I gotta say I mean we talked about it the first show 11.1 just to bring you back mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Traveler Traveler a character week. gen is probably one of my favorite character gens people, you know, people knock done... it people knock it but I love the, the balance of you can't if you min max there is a push your luck do you know what I mean? There's yeah. a push your luck kind yeah. of 
I love it. Well, I, I love that idea. I, I had never actually rolled up a character according well, to the LBBs in Traveler ever um, until Todd's LBBs. game at GaryCon, and it was like it was astonishing. Uh, it was just the but just the starter three, you know, that one book, you know, the the one characters and combat book or yep. whatever it is. Yep. I'd never rolled up a character according to those rules, and it was like a, a degree of simplicity that like we wouldn't see again until like the absolute late nineties. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. Well, and that's funny. Cause I was going to tell you, like I've had the LBBs. I've had the, the, I've had the little black books in my closet for probably two and a half, three years. I got them at a garage sale. I've had them for two and a half years. And the first time I ever played it was last year at Gen Con. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was at Stan's game. Yeah. That, Stan's game. Stan ran it. Yeah. And I was blown yeah. away. I was like, man, I own these games. I have no idea how to understand this, but this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing so. how it was such, you know, like one or two pages of character gen, you get such rich characters. Oh, man. Because it's amazing. Yeah. You, you start developing stories to explain the skills. You yep. know, it's yeah. like, oh, oh, I, 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 I did this, you know. Yep. Yep. So, Todd, I'm going to bring it back to you. Let's say. Or, or let's look at let's look at your clientele. You get a pretty cool clientele. You get folks from everywhere. What are people playing in your game store right now? Right at this very well, second, not at this moment, no. they're playing board games right now. <laughs> at are this they? moment, oh man, come on, because we're staying open late today. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, tabletop day tomorrow. Oh shit, that's right. We have that well, right. like I said, a regular uh, Castles and Crusades and Traveler game. Uh, uh-huh. We have a regular Mutants and Masterminds game. Really? Wow. Uh, awesome. What addition? For the, uh, third. Oh, okay. It's the newest mm-hmm. one. Okay. For, for the last couple months, we, we decided to dig out Star Frontiers. Oh, whoa. And play man. Crash on nice. Volturnus, which, we, 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 which we're whoa. just about done with. That's uh, awesome. We have uh, a bi-weekly Sunday game in which someone is using 5th edition to run Stonehell. Wow. Awesome. Uh, we have a one ring game in the store. Uh, oh, first edition AD&D every no. other Saturday night. I, I, I kind of threw it in as a filler when uh, a Pathfinder game fell through. And we played the Lost Caverns of Jokanth. Come on. And, hold on, hold on. I just want to I want to make record of what you just said. Yeah. A Pathfinder game, I know. which is the easy fucking answer for all the game you know, store jockeys who don't know what the fuck they're talking... The magic jockeys who don't know what they're talking about when it comes to RPGs. They're like, oh, play Pathfinder at fucking Gateway. That fell apart in favor of a first, first edition. edition AD&D which, game. A game that has been out of print since 1987. That's and, fucking badass. And we have up to 11 and 12 players... At that game every other week. Wow. And it went so well that when we finally finished off the Lost Caverns of Jokanth, we decided to play the Forgotten Temple of Therizden. Come on. Oh, wow. That's that's amazing. <laughs> Pathfinder game falls apart. Yeah. First ed game, 12 players. <laughs> yeah, that's like an OSRgasm right there. That's, man. OSRgasm. <laughs> Do you like that? And well, I, I and, totally came up with that. Now I have not been saving that for weeks. I was going to say, what's, <laughs> you know, do you know what's funny? Just to bring this back around to the to the episode one was, you know, playing swords and wizardry complete was the way that we would uh, 
play first edition. <laughs> like we play, I play. I think first... that's I think that's true of like everybody who's played first edition. I don't know of anybody who's played it, you know, as as it was written. No, Did you guys, I, I mentioned this like at an episode like a year ago, but uh, that's not possible. But. Um, <laughs> There was this flow chart that somebody did. Of, yep, like if I've you seen it. did mm-hmm. like AD and D combat like by the book, steps and it was or something like that. Yeah, and it was like it was like six pages long. <laughs> it's it huge. was insane, insane. If you ran combat the way it was it rules as written, yeah. You know, I, I've got to play AD and D with uh, Ernie Gygax, Luke Gygax, oh, and Rob Koontz, and none of them use all the rules that are in. I can't imagine they would. I've heard good things about Luke's games. I've heard really oh, good yeah, things Luke about Luke's games. Oh, yeah, Luke was great. He, he really, really stays focused. You know, so, some of the other guys, they kind of drift into storytelling mode. But, yeah. you know, since it's like Ernie Gygax, you're okay with that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he, he's telling stories about his dad, you know, or, or the old days. And yeah. when you sign up for an Ernie Gygax game at Gary Con. That's part of what you go for. Yeah. You know. Uh, that's kind of why you were there in the first yeah. place, at least in part, right? Okay, so I live a uh, block away from both the fire department and the police office here <laughs> in our police department here in down- fabulous downtown Ypsilanti. So uh, it's that time of year where this time of night, the the fire department's going to get called for some reason. Yep, it's Friday, man. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Somebody's setting shit on fire somewhere, and it's not me. It's those kids playing RPGs, man, down in the steam tunnels. <sighs> Fucking Satan worshiping bastards. <laughs> you know, I, I, it is fully my intent to do a whole episode on the Satanic Panic at some point because oh, I just think that I, it's I fully. Um, meaning, I'm not like super old to be in it, but I come from a very staunch conservative Christian background, and so as as does my good friend Don here. Yeah. Um, Trying to explain D and D to my parents was a real treat. <laughs> you know, I'm lucky in that when my mom would be at work and she'd have people telling her or showing her a magazine article about how bad D and D was, she would happily clip it out and bring it home for me and go look, and I would hang it up on my wall in my bedroom. So, uh, and, and also. When William Deere's The Dungeon Master came out, oh gosh, which, the which was the whole James Alice Egbert story, yep, I actually yeah. got that from the Camden Library when it came out and read it. <laughs> no, this is why I never have anything to say about uh, anything. Is because I couldn't play D and D as a kid, so I'm like years behind you guys. I'm like well, a toddler. I'm well, a D and D toddler. I was gonna say, do you know? Do you know? I, I didn't. I didn't get to play D and D at home. That's what we had Boy Scouts for. So literally every other week, I was on a camping trip and we played D and D at the campouts. Oh, nice. We played TMNT OS at the campouts. Yep, and TMNT, yeah. and we also played. Um, what was the Palladium game that was the war game? That was the Vietnam Recon. 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 Yep. We played tons that of Recon. Is... So we did Recon, and then we'd mix them all together too. Even though Recon revised didn't work. Recon right there <laughs> from the oh, Palladium show. Yeah. Well, and so I could play TMNT at home because my mom was like, oh, that's just TMNT, Turtles, even though she didn't know what that was. Yeah. Um, 
and I could play heroes, but it's hilarious because yeah, we'll have to talk about this another time. But the whole point of like, yeah, yeah. I learned more about real mat, like quote unquote real magic from Palladium than I did from D and D. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you've ever seen the Palladium like fantasy RPG, mm-hmm. it's like it's fucking. There's some shit in there, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, game stores. <laughs> There's not enough of them where people are like seriously passionate about shit. Why True. do you think that is? I mean, clearly Todd's demonstrating to us that, you know, like like somebody who gives a shit about what they're doing, you know, as far as RPGs go. They that 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 store um Todd, I'm going to presume you're profitable because I've known you for a couple of years and you're still in business. Uh, <laughs> well, I do have a day you, job, so. <laughs> yeah, I know that, but <laughs> uh but you know, but your store is still open during the day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so you you actually can afford to pay somebody to do the job, right? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> the IRS isn't listening. Yeah, <laughs> but you you are still in business. Obviously, you know you're not like like failing as right, a business right? right i mean uh and, and people i've never heard no one has ever had anything bad to say about gateway uh and if they do i'll fucking shut them up i've <laughs> only heard good bastards. things i've only heard yeah. good things <laughs> they're liars so, someone on the liars. dice tower called us peculiar which <laughs> which i thought was cool but it caused a, a bit peculiar, of a ruckus. Yeah, that is like that's actually kind of high praise. Yeah, you know? it, it, like a peculiar game shop. Well, that's like, yeah, that's perfect. That's what I want. In terms I want of game it. shops, it, it caused a thing. bit of an online ruckus. Mm. Did it? Yeah. Oh, because your diehard fans are like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Yeah. So, shit. I had a point. I had a point. You were, you were <laughs> yeah. probably asking something about him being profitable business. Right. So why? Yeah, I I knew your point, and then I lost it because I had a point about your point. And now they're both lost. Flapping. I'm gonna go back in time. Sort this shit out. So uh, probably something about what can people? Why don't people? Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, what I was saying is that there's there's all these stores that um that they're obviously focusing on a couple of things to stay profitable. You know, they're focusing on magic. They're focusing on Warhammer or you know some combination of those things. They're maybe it's comics. Maybe it's whatever. they're diversifying their portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, but they don't. But they don't. They, they seem right. to. They like they hone in on a cash cow and they go for that. Magic. You know, or um, I or it, typically it seems like it's two. You know, like the there's one place that's over by the grocery store here, and they they do magic and comics. You know, the other place that I don't like that we don't need to talk about. They do like comics and. Well, I guess they do comics, magic, and comics as well, with a little bit of minis thrown in. Um, why are these these guys are? I mean, do they just? Do you think they just don't understand that people are just as passionate about gaming? What? Do they not care? Were they once, you know, gamers, and you know, they they've lost that in in you know in the soulless pursuit of filthy lucre? I mean, what what is it? What's why? I mean, because I remember game shops, like, it wouldn't have been magic if there wasn't game shops back in the day, right? Right. Well, in a way, I'm actually doing the same thing that they're doing. It's just the things that I'm concentrating on are the things that you like. Yeah, but don't you think it's like, there's also, like, there's a passion there that I don't know what there is for this other stuff, you know? Right. Uh, Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, comics fans are actually, like, passionate 
fucking comics fan, so I'm not stepping to that at all. And I guess there's some folks who are like rabid about magic as well, right? So maybe but I'm that, just completely talking about that my ass. Sometimes that almost seems more like a uh, greed or power thing. The 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 lust for magic. <laughs> I, I I don't hear people uh, waxing philosophical about the I rules. Tap that. Yeah. <laughs> You mean, but you hear it, but you do, I mean, you hear it about games, you do hear it about comics, yeah. you know, um, and, and I don't want to trash anybody's fun as like a low form of whatever, but you know, it's, uh, it, it seems like, well, it does seem like that, it does seem like that gaming is the redheaded stepchild for sure. And most, in most circles. Why? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm saying like if I most of the shops, I mean, even I'm just I'm I'm just in, in full disclosure. My lo- my friendly local gaming store here in Kansas City is tabletop gaming, tabletop game mm-hmm. and hobby. They're awesome. But I will tell you this tabletop uh, meaning their 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 role, role playing section is huge compared to most game stores. But it uh-huh. is it isn't even two thirds of their store. Meaning it's maybe an eighth at the most. Yeah. Okay. Like their big thing is probably board games, if not 40K, um, maybe minis, maybe uh, – they don't do magic though. That's the one thing. They don't do magic. They don't do, they don't do magic. They don't do Yu-Gi-Oh. They don't do comics. But gaming, wow. is not, gaming isn't even their thing. Like meaning like uh, role-playing games is not even their thing. Oh, okay. Like that's not their main thing. Like they maybe have an eighth of their store that's just gaming. Is it more like t- like board games or board, like lots of? I mean, they have a huge games? board gaming, huge miniature gaming section. I mean, they probably have maybe like I said an eighth, mm-hmm. but but I feel like like I said, most places I go to role playing games in general seem to kind of be the marginal. Like they don't make as much money. I don't think. At least, like I said, Todd? anecdotal at best. <laughs> you're the you're the expert. Is the amount of money like wrapped up in in RPGs? Does that make them like just like period point blank less profitable or is it like the turnaround time because you know you buy an rpg book and you've got a fucking resource for life right like uh that's that's kind to me that's a big way of how it's different from like other board other games you know if you're buying like the same dollar amount of like 40k figures yeah that's only going to be useful if you buy another you know three thousand dollars with the 40k <laughs> figures you know like right and you're eventually yeah. going to replace those with new ones and you're going to replace those with new ones and you're going to do that and that creates like a like a like a crack cycle you know we got always got to have more right? and new edition whereas and new paints if i go if i go to gateway and i buy labyrinth lord i've ostensibly got everything i fucking need to game forever, forever. for the rest of my life is that is is like is that part of the problem for the game store well i I think also too, as far as our our specific uh, genre of the gaming hobby, is it's it's kind of a becoming a bit antiquated. I guess uh, I think in a Gary Gygax interview, I once read where he talked about he he compared uh, tabletop role playing to theater and stuff like video and games yeah. to movies. And like MMOs to you know TV, you yeah. know it's like people are moving on, moving on, and we're we're hanging on to theater, you know, <laughs> you know we're we have our paper, you know books, our pen and paper books, you know, sitting on the shelf, 
next to our vinyl records, you know, you know. I'm smirking because you're right. That is absolutely true. <laughs> my my tabletop games we, are literally next to my records. <laughs> we aren't we aren't necessarily the target demographic anymore. Not not for that industry. You know, yeah. uh, we are the target demographic now for IRAs and 401ks. I mean, but don't you think, like, so right now there's this big resurgence in tabletop gaming. I mean, fucking NBC just fucked it up, you know, talking, thinking it was all like Monopoly shit, you know, just the other day. Um, And that happened right before the RPG boom, right? I mean, the wargaming boom hit right about the time the RPG boom, or the RPGs were just getting off the ground. Um, Don't you think that, sorry, that was a leading question. I tend to think that that means that RPGs are kind of poised to do something big again, you know? And, and I think it's actually already started in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, agreed. And some of that does have to do with four, with 5th edition. It has to do with fate. It has to do with, like, the in, you know the the indie stuff that's coming out that's really cool. You know, uh, Dungeon World's a big thing to me. But it also has to do with the, the old school folks, you know? Um, I I kind of feel like they're... they're we're about ready for another bubble, you know? Right. Um, do, I mean, do you see that borne out at all, Todd? Or do you think that that's just me being, you know, me just well, having wishful I, I think there? we have a little bit of a retro wave. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people of a certain age are now getting their teenage kids playing. It, yeah. It, it's kind of like... Uh, Don. Yeah. <laughs> you know... True. Several years back on, a, I, it was actually a Father's Day, I, I went to an outdoor concert. It was like Neil Young. And uh-huh. there was like a grand, like a 60-year-old guy, a 40-year-old guy, and a 20-year-old guy all there to see Neil Young together. I, I think we mm. are kind of in the classic rock era of role play, pen and paper role-playing games in That's which... The forty-something-year-old guys now have their sixteen to twenty-two-year-old kids playing, so it's given a bit of a resurgence, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think it would. It's I mean, pretty I don't think that we're stealing market share from like MMOs or whatever, you know. I don't think that's that's going right. to happen, you know. We, we'll see. Uh, occasionally, we'll see big retro waves like this, just like vinyl has made quite a bit of a comeback. But I, I don't think pen and paper role playing games will ever be, you know, the top of the heap again. Just like comic books are never yes. going to sell five million copies a month anymore. Uh, you know, it's physically, <laughs> yeah. physically, they will never sell that way again. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Well, and I mean, it's funny that you say that because then I think about, you know, Will Wheaton. You know, he he's in the last couple years, two or three years. He's done the tabletop. Uh, he's done the tabletop uh, web show. You yeah, know? now he's doing. An and RPG now he's show, doing an RPG know? show. And I, I, yeah, I do think there's some sort of re- resurgence that's very. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good for the hobby as a uh, whole. Yeah, and I'm not. Gonna, I, I'm not going to lie. It's a bubble. You know. Right. Yeah. It's a bubble that'll burst. You know. Yeah, um, I think we got another bunch of years before it does. But uh, you know, I, I, I really, I. I don't know. I think I see things expanding. I see things, you know, getting bigger, which is pretty fucking awesome. Uh, the 
I see more people opening stores, which is neat, I guess, from a standpoint of, you know, you always want there to be more of your hobby out there, right? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Don, you have any awesome insights you want to add? Yeah, I think you are, uh, I think you're too, you're too close. Um, and that's why you, you know, cause you think you eat shit and think role-playing games. You might I, be right. I like that. Uh, I like what Todd just said about it being a, like you're getting your kids into it. Are they going to ever get their kids into it? Probably not. Um, I mean, I know, I think what is, he... <laughs> I'm crying. Are you crying? I'm crying. Are you, that's horrible. Are you crying there? <laughs> I think board games really are. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what's huge. I don't think so, that, that's sustainable, though. You so know? you're saying I think there's going to be. I I don't know. So you're saying four E is going to come back? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Because I mean, even even like when you were talking about the game shops around here, like you never talked about how many board games. Yeah, and, and have like they're spilling. You know, off you're, the right. Shelves you're, now. you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, board um, games are. Good night. Because the one that's by the grocery store, they do have a lot of board games. They got like a right. corner of board games. Uh, yeah. The other one, not so much on the board game front. Well, I, uh, I mean, guys, they got some, but you know, yeah. My my local store, more than more than half, I'd even say that almost two thirds of the store is dedicated specifically to board games, Euro Euro games, independent board games. I mean, it's mostly board games. Yeah, mm-hmm. and those things are that's what makes them the money. And, and they sell amazingly well as you get close to the holidays. Yep. It's easier to buy a board game for somebody than it is to figure out what RPG books they need. I, plus, if you like playing games, you can buy a board game for your mom. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yep. Well, I and guess you find something for everybody. You could and buy, I like role playing games, but you could buy me a board game and I'd be happy with it. Yeah. You could buy <laughs> Lamentations of the Flame Princess for your mom. But it might not go over as well as Ticket to Ride. <laughs> My mom would love it. She'd want no salvation for witches, too. I like your mom so much. No, she'd hate that, by the way. Oh, oh she'd hate that. <laughs> she tried to exercise And, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, I've played a board game at somebody's house, and I've been like, man, I like that. I'm going to go buy it for myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I mean, like an RPG rule book you're gonna buy it if you want to run it obviously talking to the wrong company here looking at adam shelf yeah he wants to buy it to read it i think you are in the minority um because kids... i think sadly i am yeah. in the minority yeah. more people I mean, need to be like me is really what it is i'm in the same minority Person who's gonna run the game will buy the rule book and not everyone's gonna go out and buy it i mean you've run enough games that you know you have the rule book no one else will even yeah enough to buy it yeah much less learn the rules so yeah, I'm sadly in the same minority. I'm the person that will just buy every single book. Even if I never get to yeah. play it, I'll just buy it just because I like reading it and like having it as right, a resource. Yeah. I'll see people like who like will post shit like, hey, I need to get rid of this. What are you talking like, about? That's madness. Well, but also, Why Adam, would you ever get rid of that? Because, Adam, you want to know the other oh. thing, too? It's because you're a musician, and you know this, that when you buy a musical instrument, you never get rid of it. That is mine for life. Make, you'll Until never get I money break back. it, yeah. You'll never get yep. the money back. So that was no. something I learned a long time ago. Anything you buy, you never sell it. And music have or I, gaming, because you'll never you, get the money back. S- <laughs> Let me show you something. I'm gonna show you. Is While it your broken accordion? Bring it out. Bring out your right, broken you accordion. Uh, yep, the broken accordion, right? The 72 Pulverini with a split reed. Yep. 
the broken accordion. Uh, yep, we were going to pull it out. <laughs> it got left in a... Here, I'll show you what it does. It's so sad. Do it. Everybody at home gets to hear. This is me not even hitting any keys, okay? Oh I, that should not make that sound when it's not hitting any keys. Oh, that's, you hear that? That's no beautiful. Keys. That's split reads, man. It's awful. You should get that fixed. You know how much then, it costs to reread so an expensive. accordion it's from so 1972? Cost is nothing. $327. Holy crap. Yeah, you, what a bargain. You, you've spent that in the RPG books in the last Yeah, and two I years. can use them all the time. <laughs> well, People well, get next. mad if I break out the accordion you don't, everywhere. You don't play in a Polish wedding band? You don't play in a Polish wedding band? I was thinking about uh, like a like a Polish punk band would be pretty sweet. Like I actually, do you know what? Do you know what's funny? There was a band in St. Louis that did Faith No More covers with accordions. Have you ever heard this band? Those damn accordions? No, I've not. Uh, it was a it punk up. band uh, that's all accordions. I'm it's pretty writing amazing. it down actually at this moment. Yeah, those I damn love accordions. Crazy stuff. Uh, if you were a, an accordion punk band, you could call yourself like the Dead Yankovics. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so we've we've skewed far afield from our actual topic. I think, Don, you kind of hit upon a thing that's actually right. Um, I think that uh, clearly, I want RPG stores to be awesome. You know, right? Uh, I want my friendly local gaming store to be friendly to the kind of gaming I want to play, you know, Yep. The, that I want a game. And that's not the easy kind of gaming, right? So what do we, I mean, do we just lament this and, you know, rail at the, the, the gods for this unfair bullshit we deal with? Do we make it better? What do we do? We, Todd, what do we, we do? We just keep running the flag up the flagpole everywhere we go. <laughs> you put out fans, And then eventually you decide you gotta run a game store because you That's run this... Right. I get it. Yeah. That's right. You just... I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's just something I... I you, so, you just... Todd... <laughs> Todd, are you yeah. telling... Are, okay. are you saying that people should start their own game stores? No. I love the balls. <laughs> <No>. Sure. <laughs> you know, actually, more boss. importantly, start game groups of more oh, people. Because mm. the, the big thing that a lot of the game stores you described aren't doing, they aren't trying to create any new gamers at all. Cavolt, you know, I, I, I told yeah. you... I, I told you... How we have like the eleven-year-olds playing Dungeon Crawl Classics. Yeah, I try to create an environment where someone can bring their eleven-year-olds with them to play the game to c- help create more gamers. So, so guys know that hey, I, I I have to watch the kids tonight. I'll take them to the game store. You know, that's awesome. And, and I also I, I do things to try to reach out. And drag people back in that have, you know, strayed from the hobby. I, I, I you know, I, I try to create gamers and bring gamers back, and not just put a product on the shelf that someone can come in and buy if they want it. I, I guess I actively go out into the masses and try to bring people back with me. 
that's well, and that's yeah. that's great. That's uh, see, I think you got the advantage there because you do run this game store, right? Right. right. Uh, what about those of us like Don and I who live in this game desert? <laughs> that is, you know, the the middle of Michigan. Well, what do we do to like to to get the game stores that we deserve? Well, one, you, ha- you have to have enough demand in the area. You know, if you have enough people concentrated in that area that walk into the game store and say, "Do you have old school games? <laughs> do you have Labyrinth Lord or Lamentations of the Frame Princess?" Eventually, they'll say, "Hey." Maybe we should carry that. Or, you know, uh, start your own game store. So, (laughs) (laughs) if you, you know. So you got, I'm just going to bring this, make this a little philosophical for just a second. Uh, You kind of got a little bit of a myth of Sisyphus thing going on. Are you familiar with that? No. Okay, so Trojan War, right? Sisyphus, he's a genius Greek general. Um He's like the the guy behind all the cool plans that the Greeks have. When he gets to the underworld, um, he you know because basically he was the engineer of lots of people's deaths. So when he gets to the underworld, Hades says, "Here's your deal for the rest of eternity. You're going to push this boulder up this hill, right? And when it gets to the top of the hill, it rolls down the other side. So you got to push it back up, right? So for the rest of eternity, Sisyphus is pushing this boulder up this hill, right? So uh, the philosopher albert camus uh when asked why does a why do existentialists not just fucking kill themselves he says because <laughs> fucking sisyphus right like because we it's all about the struggle is it i mean is it about i mean does the struggle kind of take over at some point am i getting too weird too far afield to, like, because i mean that might be like a good rallying cry right because i mean some of us old punk guys who you know like just want to break windows anyway i mean that gives us a pretty important one to start throwing rocks at right yeah uh uh that gives us something to strive against maybe i don't know man it's getting late i'm getting weird (laughs) it's late this episode runs long yeah (laughs) Uh, so i I guess in summary we are joey ramon pushing the rock up that mountain for our whole lives so that maybe someday Billy Joe Armstrong can come along and become a millionaire. You know, that's fine with me. That's I'm that's okay good enough, that man. <laughs> that's all right. I'm all right. Don, are you okay with that? Um, can I can I make the money? No. No. You only get no. to push the boulder. You just residual checks, that's it. I actually don't even like money, but I need it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, money. <laughs> well, I want to. Uh, I I think we kind of lost track of where we were going. Not as bad on this episode as we have several others. So uh, I want to say thank you to our fantastic guest, Todd. I love gaming with you. I love talking with you. Um, I'm going to come down to Cincy as soon as I can. Not making it for free RPG day, but I think I'm going to make it down for CincyCon. Um, I think I'm going to run some shit with Dieter down there. It'll be sweet. Okay, uh, Nathan fucking you're an awesome dude <laughs> you are you're too. the spiciest i am you're the, the spiciest i am the spiciest. I'm so glad we're friends <laughs> <laughs> uh you guys have a good night don thanks for being here thank you you yeah. gorgeous listeners uh we'll see you next time on drinks been run thanks a lot folks yeah.